Welcome to the CX Fanatics Podcast, the show that helps D2C businesses increase revenue, referrals, and retention through exceptional customer experience. Tune in weekly for interviews, insights, and inspiration that will catapult not only your profits, but your growth. I'm your host, Elisa Connor. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I'm so grateful you're here. This week, we are diving into unlocking success through creating a subscription model for service-based businesses. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, I have a service-based business, but there's no way I could create a subscription model. Well, if that's you, stay tuned because I might just give you a few things to noodle on. If we haven't met before, I'm Elisa Connor. I own a company called Elisa Connor Consulting and also uh, the DTC Growth Club, where we specifically focus on helping businesses create and optimize subscription programs so that they can get get off the Ferris wheel of trying to get customers, fulfill on those customers, and then jump right back into lead generation, driving themselves crazy, and also not creating consistent revenue. So if you are looking for a better way to run your business, specifically in um, the service-based world, that includes most of my clients are in the uh, education or online consulting and online coaching businesses. But even if you have a different service-based business, say that is direct to consumer, like a heating and air conditioning uh, company, for example, stay tuned because you may have a few things to noodle on in this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in and um, figure out, you know, what are some great benefits that could apply to your business if you adopted a subscription-based model? So there's quite a few pros to, and I'm not saying it's all um, a bed of roses, but there's quite a few pros to looking at a subscription model for your business. And if you are wondering, like, how could I really make this work? Like, there's no way. Um, I have this weird knack of being able to work with people to figure out a very strategic and creative way to add a subscription model to their repertoire. So if that's you, um, there's a link in the show notes below and you can click on that link to book a call with me for it's a free 15 minute call and we can just do some brainstorming. If that's you and you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that I could make this work for my business. Take advantage of that free call. That's why I offer them. So let's dive into the biggest benefit, which is what most people focus on when they look at um, a subscription model. And that is predictable revenue. And a lot of times, especially in the coaching and consulting world, it's this feast or famine or eat what you kill kind of mentality. And that can be one, it's exhausting. Two, it's frustrating and um, highly anxiety creating um, because you don't know where your next client is coming from. And most businesses, especially in their beginning stages or um, people that are solopreneurs, they're one man show. And so it is not uh, unrealistic that this model is what they have built their business with and are thriving on. But you can only go so long and so far with that model. And at some point you're gonna burn yourself out. And so I would rather give you the information about subscription models and then, you know, give you a little something to noodle on as an alternative to that method of the a little bit madness. Writing the Ferris wheel from one client and hoping for the next one. 
Um, so the nice thing about predictable revenue is that you have some financial stability and everybody could use financial stability in their business because that empowers you to do so many other things like plan other uh, extensions of your business, offer more services, bring people on as um, support teams. So even if it's just for um, you know, marketing content and marketing creation and running Facebook ads. There's a million different ways that you could outsource in your business that could help you grow and um, attract even more clients. And so having that predictable revenue as a, as a business, one, it enables you to have a lot less stress in your world and in your life. Um, but two, it also gives you so much more freedom to do things in your business that you have on your someday list. And there's a lot of times that we're in a business that that we don't necessarily have the ability to even get outside of the day-to-day -day focus of activities to even expand our vision and think about, you know, where, what are our next steps? What do we want to do next? Um, and so that's a big one is the financial stability and not always focusing on, oh man, I have to go get clients. I'm almost done with this client. And how am I going to find time to do some marketing and get out and do some networking and do all the things that you need to do to build a business. And so when we have a subscription model, it takes the pressure off because we have that consistency of clients coming in instead of just like one big project, it's this amount, okay, let's fulfill on it. And then let's go get another big project. And it's, that is um, super stressful. So when we have those dollar amounts, it gives us time to step back. We have consistent revenue and go, Oh, you know, what would be really cool in this business is to bring on somebody that could help me with ABC or I could partner with this person and we could do something together that I've never had time for before. And, or I could go be on podcasts and get interviewed and, you know, build some brand recognition that way. Um, and it frees up your time and also reduces your stress level, but more importantly, um, it empowers you to step into the leadership role of your business and not always be in the fulfillment and um, client acquisition role. And so that's really where we want to get to in our business is that we are business owners. We are not business doers. And so when we're always doing the work, it's really hard to step back and go, okay, what are the other things I can do? Um, I have a client, for example, that she implemented this model I want to say about nine months ago. And it was a little bit uh, of an experiment. And for her, we she actually was just on the podcast. I can't remember which episode number it was. I think it was 179, but I'll link it in the show notes, um, where she talked about what it what the revenue implications were for her business by moving to a subscription model. And basically her revenue not only stayed the same, but increased with the model. But more importantly is that she had her time back. She was able to go to France for, I think she was in France for like a month. And then they went to um, Vienna over Christmas. Like they just have a lot more time freedom to do the things that they want to do outside of business. So she's really been able to build a business that works around her lifestyle. And that's ultimately what we want as business owners. We want to have a business that isn't all consuming, but still is creating impact and creating revenue. So when we have consistent revenue in our business, we're able to create, uh, you know, add resources to our team and we can, we have money to allocate towards those people. And so 
Um, that's a big one. Money empowers us to do a lot of things. Um, and when we're not always chasing the almighty dollar, it makes it a lot easier to make those decisions as a yes or a no. And also decide, you know, how big we want to be and who we want to bring on and what we want them to do. Um, and also, you know, where are we going? Like, how do we want to serve what we, how do we want to scale what we do or do we want to scale? And so um, that consistent revenue is a big factor um, when determining whether or not you want a subscription model in your business. When we don't have a subscription model or consistent income, it becomes a lot less stable and a lot more um, nerve wracking. I'm just going to say nerve wracking. Um, so that is number one. Number two is, and this is an important one, um, especially in today's world, because we we are going into a time where customer experience and customer loyalty is going to be impacted. How, how do I put this? The next generation of buyers, the next, so Gen Z, I also did an episode on Gen Z buyers. They have very little, if if none, loyalty to brands. And so we really have to, as um, business owners, bend over backwards to create customer experiences that keep those people engaged and keep us top of mind so that they keep coming back. And so when you have a subscription model, they're um, enrolled in that, your, your buyers are enrolled and committed to you and your brand. And it does a couple of things. One, it creates that consistent revenue that we talked about, but it also empowers you to create a higher customer lifetime value with them and become enmeshed in their lives and um, how you're helping them. And so when you become enmeshed, you not only build trust, you um, start to build a deeper relationship with them and they come to you as a trusted advisor. Well, even as a consumer, if you have trust in, in a brand and you have trust in um, the way that you've been helped by a specific service or a business, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to tell other people about it. Well, as a business owner, that is invaluable because it that's, you know, thousands of dollars that you could be saving on marketing because those people have now become your unpaid marketing team. Um, word of mouth marketing in today's digital world is so undervalued sometimes. And it really is the difference between making a sale and not making a sale because a word of mouth referral has so much value and weight in it that it just makes it so much easier for you to go in and one, close the deal more quickly, and two, um, bring them into your ecosphere so that they get to know you and start building that trust factor right away with new with new customers and clients and even leads. And so um, word of mouth marketing as far as, you know, as a benefit to lifetime customer value is right up there. Like other than, you know, they're going to continue to spend more money with you because, um, you know, they've already built the trust factor with you. You've already shown them results. And so if they're in a subscription model with you and you continue to show them value and results, you know, unless you do something that is really going to mess up that relationship or they have completely, you know, maxed out of what, what you can help them with, 
they're going to stick with you and they're going to continue to spend more money. Um, it's also so much more expensive to try and go out and get new clients all the time. Not only from the marketing perspective, but just from, you know, time investment, monetary investment, whether that's, you know, having to pay someone to get you leads or pay for advertising or pay for marketing campaigns or investing in, you know, going and showing up at events and doing speaking or whatever it is you do for marketing. Um, it's so much more economical to, to have your customers that are already happy with you, not only talk about you, but stay in your sales funnel because you're not having to invest time, energy, and money into those other factors to bring more people in. You have people in your funnel. Now, does that mean you should stop all lead generation? Absolutely not. You still need to be doing lead generation, but it takes the pressure off of having to do as much or the ride or die mentality of like, we have to get some more people in the door when you have a subscription model, because people are able to just, you have those consistent people coming in and you have consistent revenue so that everything else that comes in from new leads or new word of mouth advertising or whatever that might be is gravy. Like you've got your, your stable base and then you just build upon that. And so that's, what's so great about a subscription model is that you have people in there and as long as you take care of them and you're providing them value and they see value for what they're paying you, you've got it made. Like it, it can't be easier than this. So the third piece of this customer lifetime value component is data. And when you have customers who have been in your funnel for a long period of time, you can collect enormous amounts of data about them and around um, their behaviors and specifically around their behaviors when it comes to your products and services. Why this is powerful is that it enables you to not only understand more about your customers, but then to go out and attract more people like them, knowing that those, those people that are like them are much higher of an opportunity to invest not only in your initial um, products and services, but to stay in your funnel for a longer period of time leading us back to number one, which is increased revenue. Because when you have people in your fun funnel and they're continuing to invest, you don't have to spend as, fun as much money in marketing, you have to spend just as much money and time in lead generation. And you can actually determine, okay, is there something else that I can offer these people that have already bought into me and what I do and they're satisfied to keep them continuing to purchase and bringing their friends along for the ride. So data is so powerful and so many business owners don't pay attention to the numbers. And as soon as I started looking at the numbers and actually running my business according to the numbers, it made a huge difference in profit. And um, I think that a lot of times, especially smaller business owners, like to run um, their business from the perspective of, I'm thinking of a specific business owner <laughs> at the moment. and. Um, it's kind of a fly by the seat of your pants mentality. Like they're busy, busy in the business, but if they actually took the time to stop and look at the numbers and evaluate, see what's going well, see what's not going well, see where they're spending their time that is the most profitable, and then went all in on that piece of it, that they would see um, a much higher return on investment of their time, money, and energy in following that, following the numbers. And so if you're not, if you take anything from this podcast, it is to go and figure out your numbers from the perspective of 
how many customers have bought, what have they bought, how long have they been in your funnel, and what can you do to keep them there? Whether it's a subscription model or something else, look and see where you're at so you know where you're going. And when you have customers in your funnel for a long period of time, those data and um, that data and those metrics are much easier to measure. And so when you have that data, that data specifically translates into more profit and revenue. When we are looking at data, you may be going, what, what, look at the numbers, what numbers? Okay, well, you can look at number of sales, you can look at sales per product, you can look at number of customer interactions, you can look at the um, time period that someone stays in your funnel. Do they, are they dropping off at a specific point of, of their customer engagement? If they are, what's happening during that time? Like, what is, can you go and fix that so they're not dropping off? Um, so I, I have an example in mind for um, the one that keeps coming to mind. And I think it's because it's this time of year in January and February, everybody is focused on weight loss after the holidays. And so you see all of these ads for subscription services. And um, the one that comes to mind is HelloFresh or uh, there's another one out there. And I just saw the ad for it the other day. But anyway, it's the, the pre-planned meal services. and they have one of the highest turnover rates in the industry for subscription services. And so if I were working with those people, I would go and look at, you know, when are people falling off? And is it in month two, month three? When is that time period? And then the next question I would be asking them is like, why? Why are people falling off that period? Is there like some insane onboarding price that they get for months one and two that by month three, they're like, I'm done. Is it because there's no customer contact or interaction? Is it like, because especially in that industry, there are so many things you could look at to measure, um, including like, are they opening the newsletters? Which recipes are they clicking on? Um, you know, or do they decrease their order? Do they order too much? Do they, you know, there's like a million different metrics you could go look at to figure this out. And so I want you to think about how you could do that for your own business. Like, is there a certain time of the year that things fall off? And if so, like what's going on and what is your strategy to circumvent those, um, you know, raise the um, increases and then the lulls in your business. When you have more data, because you have people in your funnel longer, you are going to make more informed decisions. So that is the, the benefit and the intention behind being able to um, use, that, use that information to make future decisions. Because it could be, okay, well, <clears throat> for example, the summer in my business is super slow. And it used to totally stress me out. And then I was like, oh, it does this every year. But if I hadn't looked at the data to go, oh yeah, every year from July to, you know, July, beginning of July to like mid-August, it's gonna be slow. Like that's how it is. But with a subscription model, I'm able to go, you know, it's no big deal. I still have these consistent clients. I will pick up lead generation again, end of August, beginning of September, when people are getting back to the office and then things will go more smoothly. And so it just alleviates stress. It helps you make better decisions, all kinds of things with your planning. So 
That to say, improved customer retention with a subscription model is um, very beneficial in gathering and then utilizing that data to make smarter business decisions. The third component of this is that when you have customers in your funnel for longer because they're in a subscription model, you also have better customer retention. Most of the time, the clients that I work with, their subscription models are not $19.99 a month. You're talking $1,000 or higher a month. So it's an investment. So people aren't gonna forget about their subscriptions. And so when we're looking at that, the first thing I think we have to, we have to address is that subscriptions don't have to be low price. And so when you're looking at that for your business, I want you to take that into consideration is like, is that your mentality that I have to charge a lower price for what I do? And if so, then we need to have another conversation. Um, and, you know, leave a comment below if that's you, because we should have a conversation about that. Because money is relative to value. And if people are receiving value and they're getting results from what you do, then the money, you don't have to justify the cost any longer because they're going to pay the amount that you put out there for coaching, consulting, training, whatever it is you do, um, because they see the value in it. And so you may be thinking, okay, well, I have a service-based business. So there's no way I could charge that much per month. Well, maybe you can't charge $1,000 per month, but it's all relative. Like, what are you giving them for $1,000 a month? Are you giving them peace of mind? How are you justifying the cost via benefit? And is it a lot of times we don't even think about the benefit of creating peace of mind, giving people their time back. And time is the most valuable asset that any of us have because we can't get more of it. And so I really want to challenge you to think about you know, what would that look like in your business and how are you replacing revenue from clients with a subscription and, and are you doling out the same type of service to them just over a longer period of time? I, I wanna challenge you a little bit if, if that's your mindset is that subscriptions have to be lower priced because they don't. And I have, the, the proof is in the pudding. I've got multiple clients who charge way more than $19.99 a month for their subscription models and they're doing great. Getting back to number three is that when you have a subscription model, you also have higher customer retention and it's specifically in those higher price models because customers don't want to leave if they still need help and you're helping them. It's as simple as that. And this is marketing 101 that I wish somebody would go teach people that think they're marketers. Is that um, the the biggest fallacy around marketing is that you have to have all of these tactics. But in, at the end of the day, no matter what your business model is, people have a problem. And if you solve the problem and you can help them solve the problem faster and easier, they're going to pay you to do that. And so when you're looking at it from a subscription model specifically, people want that handholding. They want the one-on-one -on -one attention. And it's so rare that that is it's almost become a commodity because people don't do it anymore because it, it does take time, but it also empowers you to not have to have hundreds of thousands of customers. You could have, you know, depending on what your model is, 10, 20, 30 customers that pay you consistently. And specifically if you're in the coaching, consulting and education world, like most coaches probably couldn't handle 30 clients a month, especially if they're meeting with them multiple times a month. And I guess it just depends on what your lifestyle is and how you want to build your life around your business. But if you had really good customers and they were paying you a significant amount every month, 
What does that look like for your business? Now, you know, there are larger businesses that that might not be quite as applicable and you would have to have more customers, but it all depends on the size of your organization. So that being said, if your customers are staying with you and you have higher customer retention, then your revenue is not only more predictable, but it gives you a competitive advantage because those customers are seeing results, they're talking about it, and they're not gonna go to your competitors because they know that you solve their problem and you're helping them. And they're seeing the results from your help. And so you become known as the person in your industry that actually gets the job done. And not only that, but is willing to walk with them hand in hand to make sure that the job is done. And that is such a rare quality in today's world because everybody, everybody wants the easy button and they want to just be like, nope, here it is. Go into my course and watch these videos. Well, people are done with that because they're not seeing results. And so it's one thing if you have an online option that goes along with what you do, but most people are not seeing results from online only options, which is why um, that part of the industry is starting to plummet. Because again, people are like, oh, I'll just slap all these videos up there and people will pay me millions of dollars. Well, it doesn't work that way. Because one, most people don't get past, it's like, I read a statistic once that, um, I don't know, it's like 87% of people never get past the first chapter of a book. I was like, what? Like as a reader, that's astonishing to me. But that is on average. And then the other statistic that was astonishing to me is that something like it was over 80%, 80% of people never finish or read or finish a book beyond college ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's insane to me. But when we keep that in mind and we know that people need that assistance and that is our mindset and we're willing to go the extra mile and make sure that we are helping them through the process, we're going to become known as the person that gets the job done. And they will not only come back to us again and again, they're going to tell other people that, which leads us back to the beginning of word of mouth advertising. And then not only that, but the last piece of this customer retention model that is often overlooked is that it gets us the opportunity to, one, improve our customer experience for not only our existing clients, but future clients to perfect different processes and onboarding and other ways that we interact with our customers that give us a leading edge and an advantage. Because a lot of people will not do that. Even big companies who say they are customer experience focused, oh my word, like if they would just put one of their executive leaders through their process for how they treat customers, things would change in an instant because they are losing more people every single day because they don't, they're not aware of what their customers think or want, or that they are not leaving them with the impression of anything other than I don't have another option right now. <laughs> and uh, that reminds me, I, I talked about it in a previous episode, but specifically of Xfinity, you know, there's so many people I talk to that have Xfinity. I'm one of those, I have Xfinity and we just commiserate and we're like, if there were any other option, they would be gone so fast. Yet these are people that are like, oh yeah, we have a great uh, customer experience model. And I was like, no, you don't. You can't even talk to a person. It's like so convoluted. And so rather than focus on what they can't do, it's like, what can we take away from them as the lesson? And so when we are able to have a longer relationship with our customers because they're in a subscription model, we get to learn more about them, learn more about their preferences, 
learn more about where like there might be hiccups in our processes that we can adjust so that future customers don't have those same experiences and everything runs smoothly and that we're really delivering an exceptional product and service to our customers from start to finish. That all leads to more positive reviews, more referrals, testimonials, case studies, all of the things that go so far in today's digital world, but also in the world of people because people trust other people. I'm currently looking for, we have a bathroom that my boys share and it needs to be remodeled. And so immediately, like I start zipping through my Rolodex I've had to do this a couple of times of, you know, who do I know that would have a good referral for a bathroom contractor that actually just went through this, had a good experience, their house looks good. They didn't have any catastrophes, like their entire main level flooding or whatever, because contractors in today's world are like piranhas. If you put a request out, you're going to just start getting phone call after phone call. And it's usually the people that are not going to do a good job. They just have people that just sit and call and call and call. And more times than not, it's going to come down to word of mouth. Like, and I had the same thing for insurance. We're switching um, car, car auto insurance companies. And I immediately blasted out my entire golf league. And I was like, who do you guys use for insurance? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Give me the scoop. And I had five referrals by the end of the day. And so when we're looking at that for our business, we want to think of, we want to be that person that somebody zips through the Rolodex and goes, yeah, I love my insurance person. Here it is. I love my marketing person. This is, this is who it is. Whatever that might be, it exists in every industry. And so when we have people that are longer term interacting with us and not just a one and done project, we have the opportunity to build that rapport and create that experience so that they come back time and again and again and again, and they refer people to us again and again and again. So those are the three main reasons to embrace a subscription model in your business. But of course, I have a bonus. If you've been a listening to the show for a while, you know, I, I almost always include a bonus or try to include a bonus tip. And this week's is the potential to upsell or cross sell your products and services. So a lot of times specifically, I'm thinking of the coaching industry or consulting industry. In my own business, people will come to me and they'll say, hey, I need a website. And I'm more than happy to help them walk through a website that's not just you know, slap up some pages, but, you know, some thought and strategy behind that. But also, I feel like it's my opportunity to educate them about the purpose of their website in that dispel some misnomers about what a website will do for their business. Because so often than not, I have people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to put up a website and all these people are going to find me and they're going to search me out. And I had a client recently who she's like, I don't want my phone number on there. People are going to be able to search it and find it. I was like, sweet pea. No, they're not. Like something like 10,000 websites launch a day. And so part of my cross-selling opportunity is like, how are you going to drive traffic to your website? What's your strategy for getting people to not only come once, but come back again so that not only are they becoming familiar with you and what you do, but also they're telling Google, hey, there's something to see over here through SEO. And so how can you do that in your business? How can you cross promote or upsell them into another offer, additional services? And so if we're looking at this from a service perspective, let's do uh, tree trimming. This is a good one. I just had tree trimmers come out. 
And I liked the company that we used, but about, oh, it was about three years ago, they came out and trimmed our trees. And at that time, what would have been a good upsell for them was we had a tree in the backyard. And once we trimmed it, number one, it would have been nice to know that it was going to take off and grow like substantially more quickly than it had in the past. But two, it would have been nice to have somebody say, uh, by the way, rather than trimming this tree, you probably want to look at extracting it because it's causing these problems. This over here is rubbing on the house and you're going to have to replace the siding. And rather than spending your money trimming it, you should probably look at not doing that instead having it removed. They did not do that, which was a substantially higher investment than trimming. And we did end up calling them to come and take the tree out this year because it was too big for that space. But that could have been a really easy upsell. Just being aware of and training their employees to be aware of what was going on around that specific tree. And I know I can't be the only person that has had this happen in their yard. And so that's an opportunity for them to continue to do business with that person. But not only that, but it potentially save them a lot of money in property damage. Like whether it's the roots going into the plumbing system. And so then you have to replace the plumbing, you know, pushing against a neighbor's fence because then you have to replace the fence hitting the side of the the house because the wind is blowing branches against there, which is tearing up the siding, you know, all kinds of things. And that is somebody in that industry is around property enough that they probably could have picked out 15 other things that I don't even know. But that would be a way to say, hey, rather than investing in trimming this tree, you might want to look at this, this, or this. Or rather than just doing a trim, you probably need to remove this stuff. But again, not stepping outside of their business and putting the emphasis around value versus selling, they missed out on an opportunity. And they have, and I'm sure not the only opportunity that that was the case. So how are you deep, you know, creating a deeper understanding with your customers around what you can provide to them, where they're at, what they need? And then what do you have available as a, as a service that could help them solve additional problems going on in their business? For example, somebody comes to me again, needs a website, but they're not thinking about lead generation and getting more clients. We got to have a strategy around that. And I see that as a big hole. So how do we say, okay, you know, you're going to have this website over here. That's great. But how are you going to get people there? And actually, once they get there, you're missing these 25 things that are going to get them to actually buy from you. And maybe it's not 25, maybe it's five or whatever it might be. But it gives you the opportunity to dig in and get to know them better, especially if that you're talking to them on a more uh, frequent basis. The other part about upselling and cross-selling that's available to you through a subscription model is that you can proactively solve problems for them. And that puts you in the role of helping them succeed, but more importantly, you become their guide to success. And so they're going to trust you with more and more opportunity when you put yourself in that role instead of being, you know, the Johnny come lately. Oh yeah, I could have done that for you, <laughs> which is how a lot of people run their business. It's like, 
no, by then it's too little too late, which again, uh, we talked about this earlier is, you know, when you have the opportunity to upsell and cross sell that again, exponentially increases your revenue potential because you've not only got them paying for the subscription, but then you get to know their business, you get to see other problems that they might be having and you offer a solution to those that increases your revenue again. So not only are they in the subscription model, but then you can up their subscription model to a different level because you realize they have more problems you can help them solve. So you've not only made it so that they're a consistent revenue stream, but also increase their revenue stream from where they started because you've built a rapport with them and they know that you can help them get results in other parts of their business. And then last but not least, when you are creating that subscription model, specifically if you're um, moving them into a cross-selling opportunity, you're starting to bring them into your community. And that is with other people that are in your model that have had results with you and they find camaraderie between each other. They find similarities. They find that they've been through some of the same things. They've had the same experience with you and they all want to share that experience. And so whether you have an online community or it's through social media or you have a community based app for your business, building that community is like wildfire for your business. And when you can create those emotional connections and commonalities with people that you've done business with, they not only continue to engage, but they want to bring other people into the community. So let's do a quick recap because I want to know from you, uh, which of these is going to encourage you to start uh, or to embrace the subscription model in your business. So number one was predictable revenue. Um, that is a big one. Everybody wants predictable revenue. Two was higher customer lifetime value, which means less time and energy finding more customers and marketing. And three is improved customer retention. And then your bonus was you have the opportunity to upsell or cross sell to your customers to, to again, increase revenue, build community and solve more of their problems. So thanks so much for tuning in this week. I appreciate you being here. And I would love to know your insights about a subscription model in the comments below. In the meantime, I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, be well, and stay safe. Did you miss something in the show today? Didn't have time to take notes listening on the go? No worry, I've taken notes for you. You can head on over to dtcgrowthclub.com forward slash podcast, and there'll be links and a description to today's episode. In the meantime, take care, stay well, and I'll see you soon.